Welcome to Two Guys, Three Crowns, the podcast that talks about what it's really like to live in Stockholm, Sweden. I'm Sean, and with my fellow American Rodney, we break down the good, the bad, and the just plain weird. It's quite the journey, so join us for the ride. So bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, this will be the day that I die. Or eat pies. Or eat a lot of pie. Sean, we have we have a special, a very special guest. And a pietastic guest, I would say. Uh Pytastic, wonderful guest that uh, that's actually a return guest, somebody that we had earlier that um, is now doing something completely different. Yes, yes, that is right. Now, everyone out there in podcast land, if you remember a few episodes ago, we had these two hmm. guests on trying to teach people Swedish for oh. professionals. Oh, but now one of those people is baking some of the sweetest, hot, crustiest pies this side of the Atlantic. We have Woo! Danielle from Pie to the People. Welcome, Danielle. Welcome. Hi, thank you. That was quite the introduction. Uh, it is It is so good to, uh, to have you back. And um, we have been keeping in touch and definitely been keeping an eye on you with, uh, with, the, new, with the new venture. But Tell us, tell us a little bit about the transition because that was, um, I, I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic, but I, I feel like I'm, like I'm, like I'm gaining a little, a little bit of weight every day checking out the stream. <laughs> but it is welcome weight. But tell us how did how did you how did you decide on that, Danielle? Well, I have always been a baker. Um, I am obsessed with food. I love to cook, but I never saw myself doing it professionally. I never imagined that I would be doing such a thing. Um, (laughs) But I got really frustrated with trying to find a job in my field here. And and my field is actually uh, fashion design. Wow. And and so um, it just wasn't happening for me. And I thought, I don't want to waste all of the time that I spend here just applying and spinning my wheels. Um, and uh, one day, just in, in frustration, I kind of joked to my sister, you know, I should just stop doing this and just become a baker. Right. And she was like, yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> and something that started as a joke really rolled into, you know, as I started thinking about leaving the job that I did have, yeah. um, just thinking like, well, I could do that. I, we're in this strange Corona time where everybody right. is pivoting and everybody is doing something new. And I could do that too. This is an opportunity for me to sort of reinvent myself while I'm, I'm living here in, in the new country. Right. Yeah. If not now, then when, right? Exactly. <laughs> but so this, um, the baking then it was more than it wasn't just some like random thing that uh you were like oh maybe i could uh do tree carvings i mean baking actually <laughs> you obviously have baked before and that was something oh, yeah. that that you were able to to go ahead and, and tap into had you done anything like that had you worked in a in a that type of environment kitchen environment or with baking formally 
Yeah, um, I uh, my first job in high school was in a restaurant kitchen, um, and uh, a lot of what I know about food I either learned from my mom or my first boss in high school. Um, <laughs> and I started working in this kitchen at a nice restaurant as a, a dishwasher, as kind of an idiot teenager. Sure. Um, but you know, there's not a lot of room for dumb teens in a in a nice kitchen, and so they whipped me into shape pretty fast, and I became yeah. less of a dumb teen. Um, and that's where I actually baked my first pie from scratch by myself. Uh, I learned how to do that there. Um, and uh, my obsession with baking has been pretty much my, my whole life. I, I started baking with my mom uh, and learned more about it in high school at my job. And I have just, I've always been the person that shows up to your house with cookies or a cake or something. Oh, I love those people. I love those people. I love people that show up with people. big. Okay. <laughs> bonus, bonus. Yeah, I did. Um, I know that right out of high school, I did uh, a little bit of catering. Catering was also one of those things where, you know, somebody knows somebody who's parent or does something, you know, and they're like, oh, what do you have to do? It's like, well, you have to carry these big pots from here, you know, and into there. <laughs> And it, it didn't take a genius, but, uh, you know, I, I, and I love cooking I, ever since I was little. And I think that it was mainly because uh, since my mother was a flight attendant and she flew, um, it was basically learning, you know, how to, how to cook. And that was something that, that I've enjoyed since I was little. But fantastic to be able to, to go back because it's something that you've been passionate about since way back. It just now was, was the time where... The stars came together and it was like, hey, psst, Danielle. <laughs> you know? The yeah, world needs pie. I, uh, the world I, needs donuts. <laughs> Sweden needs pie. I, I just, yeah. I looked around and I saw, I mean, it doesn't take long to see what's missing if you're, you're used to certain things. Right. And I looked around and saw no pie and I thought, well, I can make pie. I can, I can, <laughs> I can, I can fill that, I can fill that spot. Yeah, imagine pie without Vesterbot and cheese in it. What a concept. Yeah. Revolutionary. <laughs> yeah. And, and now that you mentioned it, I think pie and one thing that really stuck out uh, to me after we moved here was soup. Like mm. going someplace and getting, you know, like, like soup. And now, okay, clam chowder granted, but, you know, but I mean, just uh, different kinds of soups just don't seem as, uh, as popular. But Wow. And then it wasn't just pies, because when that popped up on the radar, I was like, oh, Danielle's making pies. And then you started posting pictures of all this other stuff. <laughs> I, was like, I oh. have branched out a little, yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, I love cookies as well. Yeah. And people, pie is a little bit less of a snacking food. I think people yeah. feel that they have to sit down with a slice of pie. And a cookie, you can just grab, you know, whenever you feel like it. Right. Um, so the cookies are, are super popular and they're fun to make. So I love rotating the different cookies through the menu. And then as I got really comfortable with how I was working and how I was allocating my time, I started to think of all these all these different things that I wanted to make, like hand pies, Ooh, and yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm making these fancy Rice Krispie treats now. Yeah, saw them. And, eye on them. and they're just fun. They're fun, yeah. and they're the kinds of things that people look at and they say, "Wait, what?" Right. And that's exactly what I'm going for. So, if uh, if I can have fun making it and it's fun to eat, then it will probably appear on the menu. <sighs> Yes. <laughs> it's fantastic. Rice Krispie treats. I tried when we moved here. We brought them to a little class thing. I told Lena, I was like, look, I'll make Rice Krispie treats. Nobody touched them. 
<laughs> Nobody touched them. So I ended up eating like this big plate of Rice Krispie treats. And I don't know why, you know, sometimes somebody said they were too sweet. Oh, it's all, it's too sweet. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll take that. I'll take that from you. But People it, don't know what they're missing. No, no. And then it was the, the little, and I'm, I'm, for lack of a better, a Pop-Tart. But you were making like fresh Pop-Tarts, like. Yeah, I I, yeah. I sort of affectionately call them nostalgic name brand toaster pastries. Because there you go. Call them. <laughs> That's you right. can't call them Pop-Tarts. Oh, I don't yeah. want the Pop-Tart company to come after me. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I mean, if you think that a Pop-Tart is a breakfast pastry, just wait until you have a freshly baked flaky hand pie. It's very different experience. Oh. Mm. Well, we yeah, we well, yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> now, how has it uh, how's it been since since the launch? Again, we're in COVID times. It's different times. Um, a lot of people have transitioned, you know, and started doing things that you know they they weren't either prepared for. But now was kind of the the time to do it. How has it been? <clears throat> it has been. We're in such a strange time, and everybody's behavior and habits are different. And I, I work in sort of an unusual way. Of course, it's, it's pre-orders and you have to pick it up. Um, so everything about this has been uh, unusual. And um, I only started at Thanksgiving this past year, so I'm still pretty new. Um, so every single month, every week, every problem I encounter, everything I do is the first time that I have to like solve that problem. <laughs> right. Um, so it's been like just jumping from like one panic inducing problem to another, but also extremely fun and right. very, very rewarding because a lot of people have found me and been like, I've been here for 10 years and I haven't had a decent slice of pie in a decade and I'm so excited. Right. Um, so it's been really, really fun and interesting. Um, and I mean, I, I, when I started, Thanksgiving was my very first official week in business. And at that point, people were ordering from me from a Google form. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like, I remember that's, that. That's, yeah not a normal way to order from a business so i will be forever grateful for those people that ordered their holiday pies <laughs> off a of google, google forms <laughs> from somebody brand new i had no reputation and yeah. nothing to recommend me except an instagram feed so right. i i was so so happy that those people trusted me and have come back right. for all the holidays following um, and now, like, I see these people that come back week after week after week and just keep saying, like, I can't get a good pie anywhere else. I can't get a great cookie anywhere else. So it's been deeply rewarding because I just love to make people happy with food. It's like my favorite thing. Yeah. So I get to do my favorite thing every weekend. Oh, that's good. Oh, it's, it's great to, to be to be building that, to have repeat customers. Um what kind of, because I mean, we, we all look forward to these opportunities for one, to meet people, <laughs> you know, and to meet new people and just the people that we've met uh, through the pod. But uh, are you, have you done any, well, I guess the, the, there's not even really catering now because people aren't doing any type of, or weren't doing any type of gatherings. Um, yeah. Are you working um, with any, like the restaurants in, in the area with, with pies or any baked no, not yet. As you said, nobody's really doing any catering. Right. Um, since I've started, I've had so many people 
talk to me about um, sort of possibly doing catering and time after time all of those things have been canceled right. because it's always like this is what we hope to do and you know we, it's going to depend on the regulations yeah. uh, and things like that and um, working with restaurants is something that I really want to do right um, but I've really taken my time in uh, getting to that point and approaching that because so many um, restaurants and cafes are closed or thinking about closing or just can't take on hmm. dealing with anybody else because they might not make it through the next year. Um, so in terms of working with other people, I've just been like taking my time. I do everything in baby steps and just going to keep doing what I do every weekend and sort of really slowly approach new things so that I can be very cautious about everything. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's the... the the flip side of the excitement of starting something just happens to be, I think Sean and I, yesterday, we figured out that we have done, what did we say? More episodes during more COVID corona than we have non-COVID. non-corona. <clears throat> oh God. You know, un, uh, unbelievable. But the way that it has, uh, uh, has affected, like you said, especially with restaurants, you know, with restaurants mm. and, and food places. So we're, we're hopefully seeing a, a little bit of uh, lighter days uh, in the, in the wings here. I am curious to know, though, so given all of the corona restrictions and everything like that, how does this thing work right now? Like, let's say let's say I'm interested in some of the delicious confectionaries that I find on your Instagram page or your Facebook page. How do I how do I order? And is is there like it does it change every week? Is there a limited supply? Do I have to be like up at like six o'clock in the morning ready to <laughs> buzz my order in? Well, you know, what, what's going on with this thing? Well, um. It is, uh, I do take limited orders because I'm just one person. So uh, sometimes people will try to order and find that a day, like Friday is always the first to sell out and followed by Saturday. Um, but uh, the menu changes every week and it's a very limited menu because it's just me doing all of this. And um, there's a link in my Instagram profile and in my Facebook, there's a button that says like start order and it takes you to a little order form and you just pick out what you want. Um, and then I send a confirmation and your total and I take payment by swish. Um, and right now I'm actually working with a third party like restaurant payment company mm. to make the ordering and payment process a lot easier for mm. people. Nice. So in the next couple of weeks, that's going to change. And I'm really excited about that. Um, but you can order through my Facebook or through my Instagram or I mean, sometimes people just DM me and say, hey, I want, <laughs> hey, I want this, pie. <laughs> this pie. Hook me up. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I right now I, I take orders for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And people come to my location in Yamlistan to pick up. And I actually work up on the second floor in a kitchen that I share with a restaurant. Um, and so when people arrive, they call and I bring it down to street level. Oh, nice. <sighs> like out the window. Okay, you ready for your pie? Are you ready yeah, for your stay pie? Back, stay back. Stay <laughs> back. I'll toss it at you. <laughs> I have considered installing a little pulley. Right. from the window to just lower the, the, lower the pies. <laughs> the pie bucket. Here comes Danielle's pie bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Gamlestan. So, I mean, you get baked goods and a view. I mean, you get to yeah. be down in, in Gamlestan. Yeah, I'm on Vestalongaten. So um, I, I have my workbench right in front of the window. Nice. And I can sort of peek out onto the street and see what's going on. And yeah, 
It's a really yeah. cool place to work. Now, where do you think that this, um, where do you think that the journey, where, where will the pie and baking journey, what does that look like coming down the road here? Is it something that you would like to take over Sweden? Be like, that's <laughs> Danielle, the pie person? What would the next... Uh, well, I would be happy to be the pie person just for Stockholm. Okay. I don't really have any huge Sweden okay. conquering uh, motivation. Yeah. Um, I would love very much to have my own little cafe space. Mm. Uh, people ask me all the time, where can I get just a cookie? Like, can't I come in and sit down with a cup of coffee and have a mm. slice of pie? And I really want to offer that to people. That's yeah. how I would prefer to work. Um I have worked in cafes before and I enjoy mm. it and thought I'd rather be in charge of this operation. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, hopefully uh, in the future I, I may have a space of my own and people can come in for a slice instead of a whole pie. Oh. Um, but who knows? You know, I'm, I, mm. uh, I, I feel very um, sad for all the businesses that are struggling right now, but right. it does make me wonder if in a year or so... Um, properties will be a little bit more obtainable for people like sure. me who are new. Sure. Um, so I'm kind of just waiting and keeping an eye on things to see uh, what opportunities are going to arise in the next year or so. Now, does that mean, like, let's say the dream comes true. You've got, let's say, a, uh, a archipelago fronting little window that you're working from in your own place. Is I'm so curious, is like making these kinds of confectionaries like pies and nostalgic name brand hand pies that shall not be named um that's i would imagine a little bit different different than a traditional baker someone who's making bread that's getting up at four o'clock in the morning every day to go make bread like i don't that doesn't seem quite like you're uh quite like what you have in mind there it is a little bit different um <laughs> pies actually uh they're a bit time consuming in that you cannot take it out of the oven and eat it. Pies really, there's mm. sort of an idea that you can have like hot fresh pie from the oven. Um, but if you bake a fruit pie and then cut into it right away, you will have just destroyed your fruit pie. <laughs> um, so they have to be baked and then you have to just leave them alone for mm. five, six hours. Um, so a lot of the fruit pies uh, get baked the night before oh. and they set overnight and then in the morning, you know, they're fresh and, and ready to go. Um, but things like cookies and hand pies that don't have to set for a long time, oh, yum, they yum, can yum, be yum, baked yum. in the morning. <laughs> so it does mean that I don't have to start at 2 a.m. Right. Or, uh, like, a, you know, I don't have to start in, in the, at dawn like a bread baker would. Yeah. Very well, cool, yeah, very cool. that, that whole thing with, with letting it, it set. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I don't know when it was, but I remember doing a cherry pie and thinking that I could cut into that thing as, as soon as it was done. But it just kind of it just, oh, no. you know, just kind of did its own thing. But, Splat. Uh, we 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 live and we learn. But what other kind of what other kind of let's see baking or pie tips would you have? I mean, I, I assume that that ingredients, even though they might be simple ingredients, uh, is is important. Yeah, um, and the ingredients that go into a pie crust are very very basic. I mean, it's literally just butter, flour, sugar, and a little bit of salt. Um, and so you need to use 
good butter. Right. Don't like a lot of home bakers have margarine in the fridge. You can't do that. Don't try it. It Ooh. won't work. Uh, if you are making a pie crust, you really need to keep it cold as well. So oh, keep man. everything in the refrigerator. I even put my butter in the freezer for a little while. Oh, wow. um, and when I'm rolling out my pastry, actually one of my favorite kitchen tools is um, my husband got me for Christmas this past year a glass cutting board and i chill it and use it to roll out my pie dough so Ah, it stays colder longer and it gives you a little bit of wiggle room in terms of how long you can touch it how long you can keep it out of the refrigerator so if you're going to make pie crust just keep it cold because you don't want your butter to melt before it hits the oven wow are are you are you are you making are you taking notes there John, I'm, yeah, I'm taking... I've got like this expression on my face is just like that. The more you know, that star that shoots across <laughs> the night sky. Yeah. I can't I can't tell. I can't wait to tell my wife. I say we have to buy butter. I said Danielle said we have to buy butter. We can't do margarine just in case we ever decide to make a pie. Good butter. Yeah. Real good butter. Yeah. Um, rhubarb. When I think Swedish <laughs> I pie, I think rhubarb. It's like rhubarber, yeah. smul pie, or, you know, these type of uh, things. What are some fun experimental pie stuff that you've done that, that, have, that have turned out? Maybe? Oh, experimental. Um, well, you, you, mentioning rhubarb, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with rhubarb. rhubarb. It's, huh. um, it's one of my favorites. But um, I'm from New England, and we make strawberry rhubarb pies. It's not, uh, it's not often that you see just a plain rhubarb, rhubarb pie. Yeah. Um, so my favorite pie, and, and it's on the menu, it was on the menu this past weekend, and it will continue to be on the menu, um, <laughs> is strawberry rhubarb, because I get, like, rhubarb season is too short, and I can't let it go. So it's going to keep being on the menu, because I love it so much. Um, but for experimental pies, I mean, I... I do so much messing around in my kitchen. Sometimes I'm like, is this a job, or are you just goofing <laughs> off right now? Um <laughs> Over the winter, I made uh, a birthday pie with a, um, a Rice Krispie Treat crust that oh, had uh, sprinkles wait, in it, and that wait. was very popular. Holy smokes. <laughs> wow. I was yeah, just happy to, was, happy to um, get Rice Krispie Treats. Now we're talking about Rice Krispie Treat pies. <laughs> this is oh, great. yeah. You can make That's a whole pie crust with Rice Krispie Treats, yeah. and you fill it with a, with a no-bake filling. And uh, I put chocolate in it, of course, and um, topped it with a fresh raspberry whipped cream. And uh, people loved it. It was very popular. And it was so fun. Raspberry whipped cream. I think that's like, that's the peak of my ability anyway, right there. So let (laughs) even forget about the Rice Krispie crust. (laughs) Raspberry whipped cream. What, how how does that happen? Are there like little berries in the cream? You um, just sort of cook down some raspberries and and strain out the juice, and you can add a little to your whipped cream. Uh, You don't want to add too much um, juice or anything with liquid because you don't want to destabilize your cream, but you can add fruit, uh, all kinds of things to to whipped cream. And and that's the sort of little detail that I love to add to the menu whenever I possibly can. (laughs) Holy smokes. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm not going to be able to, now I'm not going to be able to sleep. Just because, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, let's see, one thing, has a fika time coming up. Ooh, I wish I had some Rice Krispie Treat pies. <laughs> so, Danielle, what about, what about cooking? Um, do you, 
love spending time or do you like spending time in the kitchen like food wise just generally yeah savory side oh yeah um i i love cooking my partner and i both really enjoy cooking um when it comes to uh, making food just for me, I am a very lazy cook. Like, I don't need to impress myself. <laughs> I'm not good at cooking just for me. Um, but I, if I get to cook for other people, then I take every opportunity to show off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't think that we've had, I don't think that we've had very many people over for dinner. I mean, not like we did before we moved here. You know, before we would have more spontaneous dinner gatherings, you know, barbecuing for me, I barbecue for my family, but it feels a little strange. You know, I'm typically one of those people that likes to have like, you know, 10, 15 people or, you know, just running around. So that that's been kind of a change culturally, you know, not to have these large meal times. Yeah, I love to have a good dinner party. Uh, and it has been a long time since we've been able to really do that. <laughs> yeah. But so uh, strawberry rhubarb, strawberry rhubarb, like that's like the pinnacle of pie heaven for you. That's what's, my absolute favorite. <laughs> so beyond that, what's your what is like your go to non pie dessert that you love to make, love to eat? Ooh, non pie. Um, non pie. Um, if I'm feeling really casual, I like to just pop a couple of cookies in the oven and have like warm cookies with milk for dessert. And if I can put a little bit more work in, I like to make little cakes. Sometimes I just, I, I feel like I shouldn't admit this because I'm like the pie girl, but sometimes I just want cake and I, yeah. I just have to make myself like a little chocolate cake. I love it. I love how everything has like a vibe. like. If it's a rainy day, you know, we'll pop some cookies in the oven. But you know, yeah. when we want to eat, we gotta get the mini cakes. <laughs> I like that. Not not you know, not impress oneself when we're, when you're cooking for yourself. It's kind of like I already know what I make. I know yes. what I'm getting. The mechanic's I I car, you know. Yeah. The mechanic always always has the hoopty. <laughs> hey, what about what about food? What about food from back home? What kind of what kind of things? You know, when you think food, is there is there anything that uh, you know that really jumps out as far as food that you miss from back home? Oh my gosh. Uh, whenever people ask me what food I miss from back home, I don't right. ever have a lot of specifics. I just think about my mom's cooking. And I'm uh, like, I just uh, want to go home and eat my mom's cooking. Mom's cooking. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's what I miss. Mom's kitchen, mom's cooking. Because she's, yeah. you know, better at, she. I, I think she's just the best at cooking. You know, everything that she right. cooks tastes better than what I cook. You know, if, if your mom makes you food, you can never make it taste quite as good. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I miss. Um, she makes, uh, people are going to think this is weird, I'm sure, but uh, her mother used to make salmon pie, mm -hmm. which is salmon and mashed potatoes in a pie. And so okay. I grew up with my mom cooking that for me. Um, and so when I need to make a savory pie for myself, that's what I make. But uh, I miss having my mom make it for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not, the pie the, runs the, deep. Yeah, the, see, the flavor. Yeah, <laughs> the flavor is kind of good, but it, it's just not, you know, not the, the same. But that that also sounds mashed potatoes and, and, and salmon. Mm. I miss my mom's cooking and I miss it more so now that we've all been away from everybody for so long. Yeah. 
but my mom, my mom's Swedish. She's in San Francisco. It feels kind of weird to leave Stockholm, fly to my Swedish mom, and have Swedish food over there. But she does, <laughs> she does, she makes some mean pork chops. I mean, things like that. Mm. That just I can buy pork chops. I can do them. But like you said, you know, nothing beats mom making the pork chops or the <laughs> or the meal. Um, I guess we 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 all don't know when we're gonna have a chance to to go back. Uh, what kind of plans for the for the summer? Are you gonna stay Stockholm ish? Well, um, our family keeps asking us when uh, when we're gonna be able to go home, uh, right. and it's it's the big question. We just don't know. We yeah. uh, we didn't go home for Christmas, which was a big change for us. We've never had Christmas away from our parents, so um, we would really love to go home this summer, but it's looking more and more like we may not have the opportunity to be vaccinated before yeah. the end of summer. Um, so if we can't go home, I'm sure that we'll end up just staying very close um, right. to, to home here. We love to hike and camp so fortunately that's you know something that we can all do pretty safely um pre-vaccination but um it it all kind of hinges on whether or not we can get a vaccine exactly hey something just hit me now when you had talked about if you do have the chance to leave town can you freeze pies i mean like can sean and i buy pies and freeze them and then or are, yeah, are what he's okay? really asking is when's the downtime? When are they not available? <laughs> <laughs> I will announce my vacations way in advance. Okay. Uh, <laughs> there are some pies that lend themselves very well to freezing, and right. all of my cookies also freeze very, very well. Yeah. Oh, frozen cookies. Yeah, I have people actually that will buy a big box of cookies and then mm-hmm. portion them out and put them in the freezer. So that they don't have to keep coming back every week. Okay, what is a big box of cookies? I need to I need to know what a big box of cookies is. My current available largest size is thirty cookies. So you hear that, Rodney? Don't eat them all at the same time. Put some in the fridge first. Hey, I would freeze two of them, Sean. I would freeze two of those cookies. <laughs> Oh. Well, no judgment from me if you eat 30 cookies in a cookies. day. I'm here for that. <laughs> I would have the SOTS police after me. I would have like the, the gym police, Friskis. Um, among your cookie selections, because there's, there's some, some kind of crossover cookie fantasy stuff happening there as well. I mean, you're not just doing chocolate chip cookies, that, though I'm sure that the chocolate chip cookies are good. But those those are, I mean, some of the things that you put out. What what are what are ones that have been like super popular? People. Oh, um, the the most popular, far and away, uh, is the brown butter chocolate chunk cookie with flaky sea salt. That is so popular that it actually is the one item that never leaves the menu. Um, following, I think Thanksgiving, I took it off the menu for one week and that was a mistake. That was like, my, my partner was like, why would you do that? Why did you take it off the menu? So it has never, ever left again. It will never be off the menu. It is very, very popular. And it's, it's basically my chocolate chip cookie, but better. It's like a grown up, dressed up, fancy version of a chocolate chip cookie. Oh. That sounds. Hey, hey, do you have like sampler boxes? Is there a way to order like a sampler box? 
Um, no, I don't really do sampler boxes just because if people, I, you know, I, I'm a very small operation. So right. if people ordered only sample boxes, if people got real excited about that, <laughs> then yeah. I would have to make like just a couple of many yeah. different kinds of cookies. And I just right. don't have the, I'd have to clone myself to do it. So. Sure. Okay. So keep I'll wait for that. Cookies. Until that day arrives, I'll just have to stick with my 30 my 30 cookie box. Yeah, I do wish everyone out there in podcast land was able to see when Danielle said brown butter chocolate chunk sea salt cookie. I think the headphones exploded off of the sides of Rodney's head. <laughs> oh man. Um so we are heading into summer and you know, we've gotten some really hot tips for, for what we're going to do. We're going to put up uh, links so that you can go in and visit and order. Definitely follow Danielle on Instagram um, because those, those are my soul food. That's what keeps, my, keeps me going in my day. I start feeling a little low and then I flip over and I look at pie to the people and uh, it just brings me, brings me back to life. <laughs> But thank you so much, uh, Danielle, for joining us again. And um, man, we are, we're definitely going to have to, Sean and I are going to have to make a trip out to Gamlestan. Well, thank and, you very much for having me. Uh, it was, and it, it's wonderful to see you. We will stay in touch with each other. Definitely. And uh, we will go ahead and post links and uh, so that people can get information. So definitely go in and order and try and follow. Thank you so much. Thank you, Danielle. That'll do it for this week, everybody. We want to give a very special thank you to Danielle from Pie to the People for stopping by and sharing her exquisite knowledge of pieifying just about anything. You can check her out on Facebook, just uh, search Pie to the People, and you definitely got to check out her Instagram page. It's at Pie to the People underscore S-T-H-L-M, as in Stockholm. We'll put those links in the description of the episode. Go check it out, make some orders, eat amazing confectionaries, and then come back here next time for more Two Guys, Three Crowns. <laughs>